How powerful is Cox Internet? Powerful enough to let your band members in Vegas, Phoenix, and Rhode Island jam like you're all in the same garage. Get Cox Internet powered by fiber with America's fastest download speeds. It's Internet built for tomorrow, today. Cox, always building better. Cox Internet is connected to the premises via coaxial connection. Speeds vary and are not guaranteed. Cox terms and other restrictions may apply. Analysis by Eucalypt Speed Test Intelligence Data. Fixed median download speeds. USQ3 2023. Old man winter here. If I had it my way, it would stay winter all year long. Short days, wind chill, black ice and a good polar vortex. <laughs> Heaven. Wait, is it getting warm in here? Your cold snap is over, old man winter. Spring has arrived. Spring. Spring is here, which means it's the perfect time to get away in the Hyundai you've always wanted. Visit the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event, where you can get great deals on all of our award-winning Hyundai models, like the tech-filled Tucson and Kona, as well as the spacious Palisade. Enjoy wherever you go with the peace of mind that comes with America's best warranty and three years or 36,000 miles of complimentary maintenance. But hurry in. These deals won't last. Add more joy to your journey at the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Now get 0% APR or up to 1500 bonus cash on the Hyundai Tucson. Now, during the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Offers end soon. Call 562-314-4603 for details. Under center, Fields. <laughs> tries to sneak. Second efforts. Of course, each team says, he didn't get it. No, he didn't get it. He didn't get it. He didn't get it. He got it. it looked like he got it. It was the second effort, really, that got it. Yeah, his initial effort was questionable of whether he was going to be able to get there or not. First down, Bears, first and goal. Let's get back to more Mark Crody on Sports Radio 670, The Score. Talking about a Bears win. Bears beat Atlanta 37-17 yesterday. You may have seen it on CBS television. I saw it at Soldier Field. Justin Fields was really good. Bears clinched the top overall draft pick for the second season in a row. The Bears officially eliminated from the playoffs, but the Green Bay Packers have not been officially eliminated from the playoffs. But guess what? The Bears can eliminate the Green Bay Packers from the playoffs at Lambeau Field on Sunday. We learned last night that the Bears-Packers game from Green Bay to this, it will be Sunday at 3:25 there had been a lot of questions that could be could that end up being a Saturday game could they put that on Sunday night but it will be the 3:25 game Bears and Packers at Lambeau Field and to talk about that and much more about this Bears game and all the juicy stuff surrounding the Chicago Bears we are joined by the guy that I get to sit next to every Sunday at Soldier Field and every day at Hallis Hall. He is the one and only Chris Emma. Joins us on the guest hotline presented by Circa Sports Illinois. Happy 2024, my friend. How are you, Emma? Happy New Year, Grody. Same, brother. Um, the Justin Fields was, I think it's fair to say, he was really good yesterday. And 268 yards, the TD and zero picks. I'll ask you the same question I asked Patsy a little bit earlier. I don't have the radio. What do you think that it meant for Justin Fields in this game? 
Yeah, I mean, he, look, he played great. He went out there, and, and what you've seen, I think that's the most important, is you see how you can win with Justin Fields. You see his ability to lead this team both with the dual threat, the, the running and the passing. 268 yards against a really good defense for the Falcons, a, a top-10 defense. Runs for 45 and a score as well. Takes care of the football. He did not get that 200 game he talked about, the two touchdowns, no turnovers, no sacks, but he played a winning game, and this is really important. You've seen the continued growth from Justin Fields throughout the course of this year and, and how he has improved, and now you look ahead toward this decision. Is How much better can he be? Where is he on that trajectory towards becoming a franchise quarterback? And I think you see what his floor is, and his floor is as a NFL starter and a very good one at that. And you wonder, can he be great now if you continue to invest around him and build around him and put those pieces in place? Whether it is a Marvin Harrison Jr. or uh, you get him that extra tackle that he needs, whatever it is, however you want to invest around Justin Fields, you see that he can take you over the top and you can be that winning team with him now. And these are important moments. I know so much of the focus over the last two years was about uh, rebuilding and draft capital, all that. Like They're having these winning moments now, which is very important for a young quarterback. And he's been leading the way for this group. So... He's finished the season strong. He came back from that injury last month, or I guess now two months ago, as we're here into January, and he's really played well throughout the course of this stretch run, and it's great to see. We know there's a difficult decision looming for the Bears, and Justin Fields has made it all the more challenging. Yeah, I mean, did yesterday's game change your mind? Should it change people's minds on, on Justin Fields? Like, if they were wavering a little bit, it, are we allowed to put that much credence or credit into the game yesterday? I don't know if I look at the game as much as the complete product, right? It, it, the complete product looks very good. He's had a strong season. If you want a backdated 17 games, and the, the, what he's done is he's continued this trajectory of his career. He's been very good. Uh, he, he's made these kind of strides here. If I can pull it up here. What, what, uh, I pulled up the numbers yesterday. Let me... Live radio here, 3,167 yards, 21 touchdowns, and 13 picks. Rush for 1,024 yards and six scores. That's over the last 17 starts. Not a full season, of course, in terms of uh, playing time. He's had injuries and things like that. But that's what he's done over a long, sustained mark here. Uh, Justin Fields really looks like he can be that guy for the Bears. I wrote yesterday in my Marquee Sports Network column that I think continuity could be a very good round for the Bears now. I don't know if I saw that a month or two ago, but... Matt Eberflus looks like he's making the case to return. Justin Fields is doing that as well, and you feel really good about the direction of this thing one way or another. Yeah, I mean, we talked about Matt Eberflus a little bit earlier, and I have been of the opinion for a while now that that Matt Eberflus was going to come back, and that was based on just a glowing report from Ryan Poles when the bleep was hitting the fan for the Bears. I mean, he gave a genuine, impassioned endorsement for the head coach and then I mean since then too there has been a real correlation with the Bears defense getting better and uh, Matt Eberflus has a lot to to do with that so at, at this point I, I believe he is going to come back can can Matt Eberflus hurt his chances in the Green Bay game at all I mean, we know these games matter to the McCaskey family, right? We've heard that for years and years, and the Bears have not had a track record of any kind of success against the Packers over the last several years. But he, I don't know. It's a great question, right? It's, you don't want to weigh one game over, the, over everything else. But 
Um, I, I think what's most important to Ryan Poles and to Kevin Warren as they lead the influence in this decision is the fact that this team looks like it's going in the right direction, and you can sense that. You see that in the performance. You feel that when you talk to these players. They, they believe in it, and credit to everybody in that locker room now. I mean, this is a group that could have checked out in September or October, and, you know, you start the year 0-4, you've had coaches let go throughout the course of this season and you had a, a you know a guy in Chase Claypool cast off after kind of calling out the coaches and Justin Fields has had his moments of frustration as well and th- there's been so many times where this entire team could check out look ahead to what's next and just quit and they've not done it they've stayed the course they, they've followed Matt Eberflus's lead they've stayed committed to this coaching staff and they're paying the, they're getting the rewards here. It's all paying off for them right now. We've heard all these players kind of talking about it. They lit up victory cigars in that locker room yesterday, and they were eliminated. But it, it speaks to the confidence this group has in the success that's coming, and they feel really good about the direction. And if you're a Bears fan, you should too. I kind of want to switch gears here with you, Emma. That's all good stuff. But as you and I were sitting next to each other in the press box yesterday, there was a very interesting play which could have been a killer, and we haven't really talked about it much and that is the the near 109-yard kick six. D, <laughs> yep. D, D. Alford, after, it was after the Cairo Santos miss, I believe it was a 55-yard field goal that comes up short. Uh, D. Alford catches it in the back of the end zone, a la Nathan Vasher back in the day, and uh, Devin Hester as well at one point. Alford takes it 96 damn yards, nearly takes it into the end zone at the end of the first half, Which and this could have been a game changer, a complexion changer for that game. But you were quick to point out who the key player was on that play. Tell us what you saw. I love this play in terms of the excitement, but also the, kind of the low-key heroics. It was Lucas Patrick, a guy who... Spent a lot of this week uh, rehabbing a knee injury and fighting through it, and he was in pain. You can see throughout the course of the game, he was in pain and working through it, but when that ball is caught by Alford in the back of the end zone, I've still not seen the All-22, and I cannot wait to watch this play in particular, because you couldn't even see Lucas Patrick on the TV copy broadcast. He was booking it downfield as fast as he could at 300-whatever pounds and battling through a knee injury, and he was there as that last line of defense along with Robert Tunyon, but... Lucas Patrick positioned himself where he cut off Alford from the sidelines and was able to keep him from getting to the pylon. He was going to score if Lucas Patrick didn't take the right angle. It was kind of a run-fit play in a way where yeah. he, he broke that play down for Alford and the Falcons. And uh, looking at the box score here, Lucas Patrick was credited with the tackle. It kind of looked like Tunya got him from behind, but uh, that play is a touchdown and potentially a backbreaker for the Bears, if not for Lucas Patrick. I want to watch this play. I want to see kind of a, from the All-22 view from the top of the Soldier Field, how was he approaching this? Was he just booking it? He had to be. I mean, he's not running a, a 4-3-40, but right. he got down there when they needed him badly, and he made a play. Uh, Alford down to the 13-yard line, and all is, not, all is good for the Bears as they go into halftime still with a lead, and uh, uh, the brink of the disaster averted. Yeah, I mean, it really was, because there, there have been those moments in Bears games where the, the game changes quickly, and things that looked great no longer are. And there were a couple of those moments yesterday, too, for the Bears' defense. The the 75-yard screen to Tyler Algier, the the Taylor Heineke 24-yard touchdown run in the fourth quarter. But on the overall, Chris, the defense held. What did you think of Matt Eberflus's side of the ball yesterday? I love the way they took the football away. And last week in that win against the Cardinals, they didn't have any turnovers for us, which is kind of odd. You know, Kyler Murray's been prone to give the football away, and that's a 
a rough team as we've seen in Arizona. Uh, I think the Bears, we really didn't cover it much last week at Hallis Hall in talking to these players, but I'm sure they were disappointed that their run of takeaways was was gone. And they respond yesterday with four interceptions, three against Heineke, one against Desmond Ritter. Uh, Tyreek Stevenson, the rookie, man, he, he's been so impressive. You, you talk to him, and he said, I don't feel like a rookie anymore. And he feels confident. He feels comfortable. And uh, he, he's playing like it. Two picks in that game. TJ Edwards gets one as well. My goodness, what a pickup that guy has yeah. been. $19.5 million. He's worth every penny of that. That guy has been fantastic. He gets another pick. Uh, this defense has thrived. And, look, I, there's so many questions about Justin Fields and the offense and Matt Eberflus and Luke Getze. The foundation for this team moving forward next year is going to be this defense and this young core in place. Like, they got pretty much everything coming back next year. And this is a really good group. You're talking about a top 10 or top 5 defense in the league going into next year. And we'll see what that identity looks like. We'll see. It looks like it will be Matt Eberflus coming back to, to continue with that scheme. And these guys have bought in, and they've really taken over some of these games. So... We'll see what comes to the offense. We'll see how those questions are answered. But this defense really is kind of the backbone of where this team is going. Javon Dexter had a good game as well yesterday. Four yep. tackles. He had a sack and a half. He had a, one of those on a, on a third down play that really kept the, the game in check. The Bears were up 14-7 at that time. I'll ask you a question that somebody asked me a little bit earlier. Do you think Javon Dexter is the future three technique of this team? I think he can be. I'd love to see depth. I'd love to see them kind of approach this offseason as if he's not, and not that he hasn't improved. He's improved considerably, and he's been a really important piece for this defense. That's the guy who's really benefited from Montez Sweat's addition, and he's kind of admitted that, not to mention how he's become comfortable adjusting from Florida's two-gap scheme to kind of a read-and-react off the snap or with Matt Eberflus' scheme. Uh, he's been a lot better, and you see the potential there, but I want to see that monster three technique addition. I want to see them continue to address this defensive line, get the necessary depth, and really load up. You look at the Eagles last year, the Niners this year, and how many different defensive linemen they're able to rotate in. You know, starters in this league who are coming off the bench in these rotations. And I want the Bears to look to year three and contending and being that kind of dominant defense. I want them to really bolster this defensive line with option after option after option. And you look at that as such a great strength for this team. Talking to Chris Emma of The Score and of the Marquee Sports Network. You can follow him on Twitter at CMA670. Go to 670thescore.com, and you can read all of his wonderful Bears notes. Um, I know that you're going to Green Bay. You're going to be at Lambeau Field for the Bears and Packers. We touched on it just a little bit. We've had you know some people wondering out loud, do, do, they, do they sit Justin Field for this game? Do they maybe sit him at halftime? Do the Bears go all out to win this game at Green Bay Sunday? Of course they do. Look, for a number of reasons. Obviously, with Matt Eberflus, he, he wants that win. We know the ownership wants that win. But think about the, the perfect example of what the Bears can do was there a year ago with the Lions, who played that game against the Packers, Week 18 in Lambeau Field. They were eliminated by the time they took the field. Packers were in a win-and-in situation, as they will be Sunday going into that game. The Lions played spoilers. They set the course for a great offseason and heading into this season now as the division champions because of, in part, of what they did with that win at Lambeau Field. That's all the motivation in the world for this team. Think back to week three after that horrible loss, 41-10 at Arrowhead Stadium. Justin Fields said something that seemed hard to believe at the time of, we can be the 2022 Lions and that team that sets the foundation for greater success because of what we do this season. And they were 0-3. They had a horrible loss coming a week later at Soldier Field. 
They've won seven of their last 12. They're sitting here at seven and nine. Uh, the Lions were nine and eight last year with that win over the Packers. But they didn't get into the playoffs. Bears can finish out eight and nine, which seems fantastic after that 0-4 horrific start for this team. Yeah, it's all the motivation in the world to go in there, not just because it's a rivalry game, but do what you have to do and take care of your own business. You go into this offseason with all the potential in the world, starting with that number one pick and this core in place, and you say, man, we can go out there and ball out next season, and we can be that division champs. Like, you got a great chance. That's all the motivation if you're Maddie Rufus and this coaching staff. And one week left in this regular season, you're officially eliminated, but you got plenty of pride to play for. Man, it's fun. Man, just hearing you say, and it's accurate, but it's still jarring for me to hear something to the effect of we can be the 2022 Detroit Lions. Oh, man, the (laughs) the Lions have gotten good, and that sucks, man. It was so easy just to be like, yeah, the Lions blow, and they're going to be the team that's in last place. But, yeah. But you know what? I mean, look, you're in that same spot now. You you got all the resources available, and if you hit in these draft picks and you continue to develop this roster, Bears going to be there neck and neck with the Lions, and it could be some good showdowns in the next few years because Detroit's not going anywhere now but that we heard Ryan pulls goal to win the north and never take it back they got a chance to uh, I don't know if it's going to be that lofty but they got a chance for sustained success and being that perennial contender if they do this all right all right well let's talk about it really quickly here and I'm not keeping I'm not writing any of this down in ink at this point, and it's a fluid situation, but do you have a gut feeling for what uh, Ryan Poles might do with that number one overall pick? I think at this point, with the way Justin Fields is playing, you see an opportunity to bring him back, and you trade down from that spot. The, the perfect thread-the-needle scenario here, if you are keeping Justin Fields, is you trade down from one to two or three. You're not getting that massive haul like you did from the Panthers last year, but you're getting another first back. You're getting a good amount back in return. And then you get Marvin Harrison Jr. Like that that's your guy. That's you've heard scouts out there talk about how he is generational type wide receiver prospect. Like what Calvin Johnson was coming into the league or uh, Larry Fitzgerald. This guy's Marvin Harrison's son. He's the son of a Hall of Famer and he's seen his better than his dad. Like this is the guy you want. It I take him number one, one, no problem like that. But if you're able to thread that needle and trade down a spot to get him, to get a team when you look at this draft order now, there are teams that would love to have a guy like Caleb Williams to talk about the Patriots, uh, the Commanders. There's going to be opportunities there. You're in a great spot now where you can take advantage of that and go get that playmaker for Justin Fields. Yeah, you feel really good about your chances if you're able to get him. Did you make it till midnight last night? Did you see 2024? 11.30. Came close. <laughs> you may as well stay up if you're going to make it till 11.30. you got to stay up for the whole thing, man. Come on. <laughs> no, it was an adult new year. It was right. great. Good for you, man. I, I appreciate that. I would not have had that kind of discipline at your age and in my drinking days. So God bless you, Chris. I'm a happy 2024. I will look forward to seeing you at uh, Hallis Hall later on this week. Same to you. Yep. That is uh, Chris Emma. Follow him at Emma 670 More stuff just like that. When we return, we are going to get to these phone calls. 312-644-6767. I'll be refreshing the the text messages as well at that same number. 312-644-6767. And a quickie conversation with Tyreek Stevenson, who had two interceptions as well. I'm Mark Grody. This is Chicago Sports Radio 670. The score. We're going to take the North and never give it back. Selling a little or a lot. 
Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage, to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify is here to help you grow, whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits. Shopify helps you sell everywhere, from their all-in-one e-commerce platform to their in-person POS system. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify has got you covered. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout. 15% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms. And sell more with less effort thanks to Shopify Magic, your AI-powered all-star. Shopify powers 10% of all e-commerce in the U.S. And Shopify is the global force behind Allbirds, Rothy's, and Brooklinen, and millions of other entrepreneurs of every size across 175 countries. Plus, Shopify's award-winning 24-7 help is there to support your success every step of the way. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash odysseypodcast, all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash odysseypodcast now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash odysseypodcast. Why? Why? If you Why? have T-Mobile 5G home internet, you might be hearing this Why? a lot. Why? Every time your internet slows down during the busiest hours. Why? Why? Because your network gives priority to cell phone users. Why? Why? Good question. Why not switch to Cox Internet with two times faster download speeds than T-Mobile 5G home internet during peak hours? Okay. Stop the whys and visit cox.com slash 5G home for details. T-Mobile prioritizes certain T-Mobile phone users over home internet users during times of congestion. Old Man Winter here. If I had it my way, it would stay winter all year long. Short days, wind chill, black ice and a good polar vortex. Oh, <laughs> heaven. Wait, is it getting warm in here? Your cold snap is over, Old Man Winter. Spring has arrived. Spring. Spring is here, which means it's the perfect time to get away in the Hyundai you've always wanted. Visit the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event, where you can get great deals on all of our award-winning Hyundai models, like the tech-filled Tucson and Kona, as well as the spacious Palisade. Enjoy wherever you go with the peace of mind that comes with America's best warranty and three years or 36,000 miles of complimentary maintenance. But hurry in. These deals won't last. Add more joy to your journey at the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Now get 0% APR or up to 1500 bonus cash on the Hyundai Tucson. Now, during the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Offers end soon. Call 562-314-4603 for details. Second down in 10. Heineke is brought down. Jervon Dexter, the rookie out of Florida. Third and long. Dexter just bull rushing, or Walker bull rushing Jake Matthews. And then Dexter comes in and finishing it off. That time it was Matthews who lost his footing. Let's get back to more Mark Crody on Sports Radio 670, The Score. I love that sack by Jervon Dexter. It was on third down. Bears were up 14-7 in the second quarter. He was credited was the rookie Dexter with a sack and a half on the day. Four tackles, showing some good speed against the run. I don't know what Jervon Dexter is going to turn out to be, but he's another guy that has his progression um, on the field has been very good this year for the Chicago Bears. Mark Rohde back with you here on the score with you until 11 o'clock. Coming up at 10, 
We are going to talk to Alex Shapiro of NBC Sports Chicago, another one of the guys that uh, I sit near in the press box. So he agreed to come on, had some good takes on Justin Fields, and I was like, yo, yo, wait, let's wait till you're on the air, and we will discuss. So looking forward to talking to Shapiro here in just a little bit. Um, before we get to your calls, we're a couple of text messages here as I keep threatening to read them, so I will. Mark. Why should we trust that Matt Eberflus can hire a new offensive and defensive coordinator that are any good for 2024, James? Well, uh, not you're right. I mean, the, that is not something he has shown to be adept at so far, especially as the defensive coordinator. Luke Getze, mixed results. Here is, though, a case where if Matt Eberflus does come back, and my gut says he will, uh, that's where Ryan Poles and Kevin Warren can step in. And be like, yeah, we're bringing you back. However, dot, 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 there's a couple things that we'd like to discuss. And the, it could be offensive coordinator. It could be defensive coordinator. It could be his entire staff. So, yeah, he needs a little help there. And I will say this, too. I don't remember the last time a Bears head coach hired a good offensive coordinator, one that people were happy with. Maybe one of the Ron Turner times that, that he was here. I mean, it just – Adam Gase, I guess. Had a nice year with Justin Fields, parlayed that into a head coaching job with the Jets. So those are a couple names that come to mind, but there have been many more flops than there have been successes. So it's the same old story situation. 5-7-4, the Bears went to the Super Bowl with Rex Grossman. Justin Fields is way better than Grossman. He keeps improving. It's obvious. That's true. He is better than, than Rex Grossman. But what I don't like is the the idea – like. That, that Rex Grossman year where the Bears go to the Super Bowl and God bless them, they came close. And that was really more, I mean, there were some defensive breakdowns in that Super Bowl, Daniel Manning. But I think that it's, it's always, this is the problem that I have with depending on defense too much. And that is, that's the way the Bears have always done business. And it typically has not worked. It's, they got to a Super Bowl once doing it. They won a Super Bowl once doing it. And that was in 1986. That was the year at 85 Bears, of course. So it's just so hard, man. I love good defense. We all love good defense in this town. But it's just so difficult to depend on that in thinking about average offense. You want Justin Fields to not just be way better than Grossman. You just want him to be good or great. That's for sure. Uh, 815, earlier this week on the Gabe and Grody show, uh, Gabe asked what your your favorite rain song was, and is it true that your favorite rain song is "Raining Men"? <laughs> negative, negative. In the words of Sam Malone in an episode on Cheers, I like babes, 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 babes. I like babes. Um, my top five rain songs, though. Look, Rihanna, Umbrella. Shout out Jen DeSalvo is the number one rain song of all time. I'm sorry, it's just it's a beautiful song. Blame It on the Rain, Milli Vanilli, great song, a little fake sounding, but Blame It on the Rain, Can't Stop the Rain, Shaq O'Neal, you can't stop the R-E-I-G-N, Can't Stop the Rain. Uh, November Rain, like November Rain, it's a good one. Um, Oh, and then the Arrhythmics, Here Comes the Rain Again. That actually might be number one. I'll have to fiddle with that list at, at some point in time. Before I jump on your calls here, Equal time texters and phone callers, 312-644-6767. Told you about those two Tyreek Stevenson touchdowns and talked to him in the locker room afterwards. Tyreek, was your first interception extra gratifying because it comes after the offense was not able to convert on that fourth down? Any interception is happy. As long as I can help this team in any way, shape, or form, 
any interception is good, uh, but just happy to grab the first one after just to get an offense that spark that they always need. There was a few that you missed during the preseason. We always talked about you go up and make a two-hand grab on one of those. How far are you or improved from what you were doing in the preseason in terms of securing the football? I would say shout out to our quarterbacks, all three of them, Nate, Tyson, and Justin. Just after practice, always going over there and just constantly working on gripping the ball, constantly working on tracking the ball in and just constantly using my eyes to make sure that I pull the ball in. So just shout out to them. Yeah, and I think that's really good to hear. Remember Tyreek Stevenson? Like, it was kind of a big deal in the preseason. He kept on getting his hands. A couple of things. He was missing interceptions, and he was getting, he seemed like he was averaging about two really bad penalties per game. And, you know, there's still some issues with that. But I think as the season's progressed, there's another guy uh, that has, I do blossomed the right word, but he has improved steadily throughout the season. That and, Cleveland interception was unbelievable oh yeah yes i mean degree of difficulty that was the diving play right in front of right after the trent taylor muffed punt yes 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 and that's why i like this one that's why i asked him the question like that i thought his first interception was the most meaningful of the four picks we saw on the day because it comes remember that one of the bears failings yesterday they did go for it on fourth and six at one point in time failed miserably but then it was on the uh, that next series that Tyreek Stevenson comes up with the interception bails out the offense and ladies and gentlemen that is the way it is supposed to work your defense picks up your offense and hopefully vice versa and they did have that chemistry going between all sides of the football yesterday to the phones we go now Tyler let's go to Dave in Beverly hello Dave you're on the score Hey, good morning, Mark. Good to talk to you. Same day. Hey, two, two, two questions. Um, if you assume that the quarterback will either be Justin Fields or someone with a similar skill set, then isn't the bigger question what to do with the offensive coordinator? Maybe that question needs to be answered first. And then the other question that I have is how concerned are you about the need for a defensive coordinator given the progress of the defense under Eberflus? Great questions, Dave. I do appreciate the call, my friend. Um, yeah, I mean, Luke Getzey, you, you really got to zero in on that. I, I still don't know what the relationship is between Justin Fields and Luke Getzey. I mean, they both talk about equal respect for each other. I don't know what – I have a really good idea of what Ryan Poles thinks of Matt Eberflus. I don't have a really good idea of what they think of Luke Getzey. And, you know, if you look at yesterday as a big jump for Justin Fields, then you have to look at yesterday as a big jump for Luke Getzey as well. So I think there's been a little bit too much put on Luke Getze this year, but certainly there has been culpability for him with some of the play calling, especially early on in the season. But I think that he has uh, adjusted as things have gone on. But yeah, you, you do have to zero in on that. And yes, uh, thanks for bringing up the DC job. I do think that as good as Matt Eberflus has been at coordinating this defense and calling the plays, I'd still like to see him have command of both sides of the football so he could focus on decision-making, clock management, personnel management, the whole thing. So I think that you have to be really careful, obviously, with who you bring in. I w- Here's what I would like, though. Even though I don't want Flutes to be the defensive coordinator, I would like him to impose his will more. I would like him to be you know, really having a big-time hand in what they are going to do philosophically because I think it's pretty clear, and this is aside from whatever the hell happened with Alan Williams with, with why he felt he needed to resign from the organization, what what I thought he did, and it's going to sound weird, I think he left Alan Williams alone a little bit too much. I think there was a little, like, I don't know that he deserved autonomy in that case because as soon as he left, guess what? The defense got more aggressive. The play calling just was 
better. And maybe anybody could have called plays better because, you know, like Alan Williams, we gave him a pass last year, but when even when he was here, things were not looking good. They got better when Matt Eberflus came in. I wanted to point out really quickly before you take another call, Gary, sure. the, the Bears lead the league in interceptions. Yeah. 22, just one ahead of the San Francisco 49ers. It's pretty incredible because there was there, there had been such a drought of embarrassing drought of of interceptions and forced turnovers in the previous years for the Bears. Even early on, it was like, where are they? Where are you at? Where are you at? There was a lot of that. Like, where are you at? Uh, but that they, they have come fast and furiously in another four yesterday to add to everybody's resume, all parts involved. It's Carl on the south side. Hello, Carl. Hey, how you guys doing this morning? Great, Carl. How are you, man? Yeah, I'm all right. I want to play GM this morning since we know what the uh, the draft order is pretty much going to be. I got a trade that Washington can't say no to. Okay, bring it. I'm I'm going to give them my number one pick in the draft. Okay, for their number two. For their what? For, for, wait, hold on. For their number for their second round pick. I'm sorry, I just want to jot this down. For here, their Carl. second round pick. Got you. Got you. The, and then I want their number two. Uh, uh, I want their second round pick for this year and for 25. Okay. And then what I'm going to do for, with that is I'm going to get the guy I think is maybe the best player in the draft, Marvin Harrison. Okay. I'm going to take our top 10 pick probably, and I'm going to choose between whoever's up between Latu, Robinson, or Verse. And you know what? We're a contender, a real contender for the, for this upcoming season. I, I like the way you're talking. I do. Thank you, Carl. And I do appreciate you waiting. I, do, I love I love trade scenarios like that. Um, hey, the, those second-round picks, uh, Ryan Poles, we got him down as one for two in those second-round picks. <laughs> those, uh, at least the trades which he has made. Chase Claypool, no good. The Montez Sweat, very good. Very good. So he's, he's at the break-even point at this point. We'll and, be gritting Roquan Smith. Oh yeah, Roquan Smith. So far, that that's not a good one. Like I, I, Roquan Smith still better than I'd still rather have Roquan Smith than Tremaine Edmonds. To be honest with you, I mean that's the way I look at it. I think they picked either Dexter or Pickens or Stevenson, either one because they picked three times in the in the in the fifties, and it was on one of those three guys. Yeah. I want to say because the Ravens made the playoffs last year. Right. Yeah, I think it was Dexter, but. I'll say it's a win for now. Yeah, yeah, and uh, Tremaine Edmonds is, is good. I, mean, like, I don't think he's been bad this year. He's been, he he's picked it up a little bit as well. But the 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 best linebacker on this team is Jack Sanborn. No, I'm kidding. It's T.J. Edwards. <laughs> Jack Erlacher. Jack Jack Erlacher. The Jack Hammer. Both those. I mean, hey, um, Jack. I almost called him Jack Erlacher. Sanborn has made some plays this year, man. He's had a couple of big run stuffs this year, a couple of flashy plays. But T.J. Edwards has been just terrific, and uh, I, I think Tremaine Edmonds is going to be very valuable for the Bears. You know, just it, he had a slow start to the season, and he was injured a lot of training camp. So you, you cannot, um, you have to include that when you are evaluating. Tremaine Edmonds, but if you're asking me, I mean, in my honest opinion right now, would I rather have Roquan Smith or Tremaine Edmonds? My answer is that I'd rather have Roquan Smith right now. Uh, but right now, I w- bring me Sean from Merrimack. Hey, good morning, guys, and Happy New Year. Same to you, Sean. Hey, I wanted to uh, – first, I want to give you a little context. I live, um, I live actually like 55 miles north of Green Bay, 
And um, I've lived here now for the past 25, 30 years. So I have been just seeped in Packer uh, BS. And, and it's just driving me up a wall. In fact, this year, the greatest thing that's happened so far during the Bears season is the Cubs getting the general manager for, from the Brewers. Okay? <laughs> that, really, them. Yeah. <laughs> that really unleashed them and really got them going. But, hey, you know, the thing is, is that Luke Getze is the problem. Luke Getze was a problem. It's almost ironically like the Chase Claypool thing. Luke Getze was on his way out with, with Green Bay. A lot of people didn't like him because, and I've heard you guys say it, you guys are nailing it like you normally do, um, and that is that he kind of outthinks himself. He thinks that he is the smartest guy in the room. I'm going to throw three bubble passes, and it's going to confuse people because nobody's going to be ready, and everybody is. So Luke Getze needs to go. But we need – the greatest thing that happened yesterday, uh, besides the Bears winning, was the Packers winning because this sets up the opportunity for the Bears to really, really just slam the door shut. <laughs> I'm getting sick and tired of hearing how um, Aaron Rodgers owned this team, and now there's this, like, stupid meme going around that says that it's been transferred to Jordan Love because he won one freaking game. So you know we 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 need we need this um, we need this to stop. I'm looking forward to Sunday. I'm looking forward to another Bears Monday win. And um, you guys have a happy New Year and a great year. And I look forward to the 2024 season. Thanks, Sean. Hang in there, man. Back to the text line four one seven. Remember, Grody. Almost every NFL guest or ex QB that's on the station states after they watched the film, that uh, mostly a lack of good playing calling from the offensive coordinator. Hey, it's all taken into account. I just think it's been uh, it's been overstated this year. 480, Grody, much love. We've got to stop the field's propaganda, though. Draft Williams, number one, and Alabama defensive end Dallas Turner at number 8, 9, or 10. At 8. I cannot wait to because we don't know. I mean, Ryan Poles may have fallen in love with Caleb Williams a long time ago. Who knows? He might look at him as a generational. You can't pass up on this guy. That is very much in play. I do realize that today has been heavily Justin Fields' favor because he had a terrific game yesterday, and it didn't feel flukish. It felt real. It felt like yeah. That's if you could get that out of Justin Fields. And like I said, with, with having DJ Moore there, it felt like a legitimate game for Justin Fields. So I think that that's what's going on. But, yo, trust me, uh, Caleb Williams, Drake May, all these quarterbacks will be taken into consideration. And I'm sure glad that I don't have to ultimately make this decision. 219, best rain song? Um, I'll go with The Rain Song by Led Zeppelin. Yeah, I got I got no problem with that. Uh 847, maybe we're focusing on the wrong Michigan coach. What do you think about bringing Brian Greasy back to Chicago as the OC? Huh, 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 I don't know. Maybe? I'd have to I'd have to sit down and talk with Brian Greasy before I, I would decide to do that. I don't know. What is the move? What is the move for the Bears at offensive coordinator? Because, look, you took a chance on Luke Getze because he worked – with Aaron Rodgers, but hey, he, he came in as a rookie play caller, and I understand that we we don't allow for coaches to 
develop into their roles. I guess that's the one thing that I want to see on this staff. Like if like if if Eberflus is to go, I'll, I will be yelling loudly for experienced winning has done it before head coach. I do think if they do move on from Luke Getze, it is time to don't try to outthink yourself and try to be the team that gets the young hot shot OC. Get somebody in here who is who knows how to develop a quarterback, who is good at play calling, who has a record of having done it before. That's one of the biggest problems, I think, within the Bears organization for, for decades. And I've talked about this a million times, and I just I use the head coach as the the barometer the they just have been pretty bad at hiring head coaches and that they have gone with you know guys that are nice good citizens but have not really risen to the occasion of being good head coaches except for you know with the the exception being Lovey Smith <laughs> basically along the way and all these guys have had some good years Dave Wanstead and Dick Duran um I was going to say John Fox, but no, not John Fox. Matt Nagy had a good year. He had a hell of a good year, but it just has not been sustainable. And you think at some point in time they would learn, but, and I hope that's where Kevin Warren comes in and really takes a look at what's not just what's going on now in this organization, but what's been going on for decades in this organization. 312-644-6767 is the number. Love that your favorite rain songs are coming in. I appreciate those. Might blast through some of those for you here in just a little bit. When we come back, we're going to hear a little bit from Cole Komet, who has been one of the more rational thinkers when it comes to the Bears. So we'll hear from Komet, and we'll take more of your calls. Also coming up at the top of the hour, Alex Shapiro from NBC Sports Chicago. I'm Mark Grody on Chicago Sports Radio 670 The Score. Celebrate and save at Ashley's anniversary sale. With Hot Buys, your choice of color starting at just $3.99. Ashley Sleep mattresses starting at $2.50. Plus, receive a free adjustable base with select mattress purchases and shop top mattresses. Mattress brands like Stearns and Foster, Temper Pedic, Purple, and Beautyrest Black with 60 month special financing only at Ashley. Subject to credit approval, no minimum purchase required. Minimum monthly payment, down payment, tax, and delivery may be required. See store for details. I'm Tony Kornheiser. This is my show. My friends come on and you know them. We talk about the sports you care about basketball now, golf, and the metronome of your life, baseball. Whether it's opening day, the big tournament, or one of the majors, we have the best to preview it and break down just what happened. And let's not forget the important stuff, the amount of daylight where I live, the importance of speedies, and the rankings of beach-style pizza. Listen on the Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. Let's get back to more Mark Crody on Sports Radio 670, The Score. There you go. Nice job. Yeah, this might be the greatest rain song of all time. Rihanna's umbrella right there as well. Mark Rohde back with you on the score talking bears. And Gabe Ramirez and I were talking best rain songs the other day. Because for a while it was just raining every day in Chicago. Like we're in Seattle or something. Got a text from uh, our good buddy Barry Cronin. What's up, Barry? Happy New Year, buddy. Longtime Chicago sports writer. Golfing guy. He texts in his Boomer Rain Classics, Rain by the Beatles, and Who Will Stop the Rain by Creedence Clearwater Revival. Of course, that would be uh, John Fogarty. So I, I appreciate uh, those coming in 
by you guys. Uh, from the 2-2-4, I like Olin Krutz as line coach. Bring in best offensive and defensive minds to help uh, team coaching. Yeah, that'd be good. As long as Olin Krutz still comes on the score, then that would be totally excellent. I want you guys to hear from Cole Komet because he's a you know win or lose. He, he does not get too high or does not get too low. He's always very measured and always has good perspective. But here was uh, Cole Komet after the game. I think you can see where this is going, and we got some really good pieces, and we just got a, and we got a good, like a really good team coming together. I really believe that, and I couldn't have said that. Where is this going? You say you can see where it's going. Where you well, I just, I mean, today was a lot of complimentary football, and um, you know, Justin made throws when he had to, and uh, you move in the pocket, and the run game was really good, and the defense making plays like they have been. Um, so you can see the potential being there for that, and um, I do think. You know, I think we're built to play in this type of weather at the end of the year. So, um, yeah, I just think I see it coming together. And, you know, I, I definitely just – I think you see, like, a real real football team. What was working well for the offense? Uh, I just thought it was a good blend of pass and run and stuff off of our run stuff. And um, for some reason they leave DJ more open way more than they should. Uh, DJ's making plays. And Justin made some really great throws that you saw near the sideline and in the back of the end zone there. I thought that was awesome. And, um so yeah, so just re- just really good football play, I thought overall. That's a good point too. Like the one thing that like listening back to that cut, and I've heard it a few times now. <laughs> one of the things that stood out to me is is him mentioning the the cold weather thing and the bare weather thing. One thing that's starting to drive me crazy is the people wanting to wanting to debunk bears weather. And I know it it became kind of a a cliche thing because it was born in the eighties. But yeah, I mean that's a Atlanta's a dome team. That that's a pretty good, like I said, good defensive team that did not look comfortable at all. So I know it's fun to debunk things that we all hit you over the head with, but sometimes you got to stop and think about it. That the Bears do have an advantage when that it's cold because you do get used to it, and of course nobody likes the. I mean Justin Fields said he doesn't like the cold and the snow, but you adjust, and it does take your your opponents off guard. So let's 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 stop that. I know I know people feel cool saying that bear weather is a myth and all of that, but let's rethink it before you before you pop your your tweets out there on that. John is in Dallas. Hello, John. You're on the score. Hey, enjoying you. Waited, but hey, Cubs was in twenty four. That's my starting point. Well, where was and your starting point, John? Listen. I'm sorry, I misheard you, my friend. Go ahead. Yeah, so I said, uh, listen, the Bears. Need to, we, first of all, we need to reevaluate Justin's record because I picked the Bears to be ten and seven this year. They should be ten and six right now. He his record should be ten and six. The the coach lost the three games, not the offense. The defense did because they blew those three fourth quarter leads. They so did technically. Justin Fields should we should be in the playoffs. We should be talking about who we gonna play. But the fact he blew those three games. We need to also go back and look at Justin Fields' record the last last point, last three years, and see how many games these coaches have blown and not just Justin Fields. Think about that last stretch when he was running for all those yards and he was putting up we was putting up thirty points. The the coaches lost the game, the defense lost, not Justin. We need to be fair. That's not being fair. Thanks, Mark. I'll hang up. You got it, John. Thank you. Yeah, there's no there's no doubt. There's been some suspect calling and um, blown games, I guess you could say, by the coaching staff. But Justin Fields has blown games 
as well. And it, it all needs to be taken into account. And that's why I guess you have to trust that Ryan Poles and or Kevin Warren will take the everything into consideration as they should. I'll get back to some of your calls in a little bit, but must take a short break. When we come back, we are going to talk to Alex Shapiro of NBC Sports Chicago. Was talking Justin Fields with him off the air. We will bring the conversation to the score next on Chicago Sports Radio 670 The Score. Why? Why? If you Why? have T-Mobile 5G home internet, you might be hearing this Why? a lot. Why? Every time your internet slows down during the busiest hours. Why? Why? Because your network gives priority to cell phone users. Why? Why? Good question. Why not switch to Cox Internet with two times faster download speeds than T-Mobile 5G home internet during peak hours? Okay. Stop the whys and visit cox.com slash 5G home for details. T-Mobile prioritizes certain T-Mobile phone users over home internet users during times of congestion. Old man winter here. If I had it my way, it would stay winter all year long. Short days, wind chill, black ice and a good polar vortex. Oh, heaven. Wait, is it getting warm in here? Your cold snap is over, old man winter. Spring has arrived. Spring. Spring is here, which means it's the perfect time to get away in the Hyundai you've always wanted. Visit the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event, where you can get great deals on all of our award-winning Hyundai models, like the tech-filled Tucson and Kona, as well as the spacious Palisade. Enjoy wherever you go with the peace of mind that comes with America's best warranty and three years or 36,000 miles of complimentary maintenance. But hurry in. These deals won't last. Add more joy to your journey at the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Now get 0% APR or up to 1500 bonus cash on the Hyundai Tucson. Now, during the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Offers end soon. Call 562-314-4603 for details. Celebrate and save at Ashley's Anniversary Sale. With Hot Buys, your choice of color starting at just $3.99. Ashley Sleep Mattresses starting at $2.50. Plus, receive a free adjustable base with select mattress purchases. And shop top mattress brands like Stearns & Foster, Tempur-Pedic, Purple, and Beautyrest Black with 60-month special financing only at Ashley. Subject to credit approval. No minimum purchase required. Minimum monthly payment, down payment, tax, and delivery may be required. See store for details.